Bridgeology Podcast with your host Jenny and Matt Morris. In this episode, we're going to explore classic comfort foods and how you can spin them up into healthier, vegan-friendly versions. You'll be surprised at how easy it actually is. Yes, crazy easy. All right, but before we go into that, as usual, we're going to talk about what we ate this week to hopefully inspire you for the weeks ahead. And what did we eat this week? Well, our first highlight, baked potato with taco fixing. Always a favorite. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't love tacos? And we described in an earlier episode that instead of the taco shells or leaf wraps... We make baked potatoes and throw the taco fixings on top. Yes, we do. So this week we used, we baked our potato, obviously, but we did it in our Instant Pot, which makes the perfect baked potato. Every time. Yeah, pressure cook that for 20 minutes and it makes the perfect, fluffy, delicious baked potato. Trust us. But if you don't have an Instant Pot, of course you can do it in the oven or even microwave if you want to. But anyway. We used Wegmans, which is a grocery store in the east. They have their own beef-style crumbles, and we added taco seasoning to that. We used tofuti sour cream, salsa, and we melted some Violife cheese on it. It was beyond wonderful. I know. It was really, really good. So that is what we had as our number one highlight. Number two... And it's appropriate that we had this because the topic this week is vegan comfort food, lentil soup. Lentil soup is always a favorite in our kitchen and Mm -hmm. what a comfort food it is. Yes, we don't have it on our list in the main topic, but it should be because lentil soup is one of my favorite soups. I absolutely love it and, and I enjoyed it. We haven't had it that much this winter. We haven't because you've been on a cabbage soup kick. I know. But the lentil soup is phenomenal as well. It is. And then we also had a veggie bowl or a bowl, however you like to call it. And this week, what we put in our veggie bowl was we used quinoa. We marinated and grilled some tofu cubes. We steamed some kale. We added some orange slices. And we added some roasted Brussels sprouts. It was very good. It had the Brussels sprouts that I love, and the oranges gave it a pleasant surprise. Yes. Oh, and then, of course, we drizzled sriracha on top. <laughs> that was our, our sauce. We just didn't do anything special. We just drizzled a whole lot of sriracha on top of it, and it was just really, really good. I like the sweet and spicy of the sriracha against the, the orange, the oranges, so it was really good. It was good. All right, so that's what we ate this week. Maddie, what is our vegan product highlight? We are highlighting garbanzo bean flour, and the brand we are highlighting is Bob's Red Mill. Yes, that's what we normally get, and it's fairly inexpensive. I think we only pay $2.99 for a bag of it at Whole Foods. But a little tip to save money, you can get this at an Indian grocery store for way, you can buy a lot of it for super cheap. So that is what we do sometimes, but if we're feeling lazy, we just grab a pack of Bob's Red Mill at Whole Foods, and they also have it at many other grocery stores as well. So it's not hard to find, but we're highlighting garbanzo bean flour or chickpea flour because it is so versatile, it's healthy, and we use it all the time. All the time. It's a staple. So it's gluten-free, it's a high source of fiber. It can be used for chickpea flour omelets, 
quiche. You can use it for veggie burgers. You can use it to thicken soups and sauces and gluten-free baking. There's just so much that you can do with it. And we highly recommend that you experiment if you haven't already. Absolutely, because we use it a lot. Yes. And we also have, I think we do have, in a previous episode, we had a recipe bonus. I think it may have been the Vegan Breakfast Foods episode. I should have looked this up beforehand. But you can get a recipe for a vegan chickpea flour omelet, and it is so good. So that can be found in the podcast bonus library. And if you're a subscriber to our newsletter, you have direct access to that library. So if you want that recipe and you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that. And then you will be able to access and get that recipe and download it. Subscribe, people. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I should just highlight the podcast bonus library. It has all of the freebies and bonuses and recipes that we've offered uh, on this podcast all in one place for you to access. So it's definitely something that you can dive into and it's a good resource uh, for a lot of information and recipes. And it doesn't cost anything. Nope. All free. Okay, you ready to dive into our main topic? Let's do it. Vegan comfort foods, my friends. So... A comfort food is usually considered a guilty pleasure, but we are going to chat about how you can make healthier versions that are just as satisfying and make your belly and taste buds happy. Absolutely. You can have all the comfort without the guilt. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So we are going to break this down into a couple different categories, and we're going to start off with comfort food appetizers. And first up, we have mozzarella sticks. My favorite. Who doesn't like a good mozzarella stick? That's a comfort food. But you're thinking, how the hell can you make a vegan mozzarella stick? It's quite simple. For the cheese, you can make your own vegan mozzarella cheese if you want to. And it's super easy to do so. Or you can just use any vegan block cheese found in the stores to easily create these breaded sticks of cheesy joy. And they are absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And there's so many different cheese options that you can choose from from the store. As far as block cheese goes, you can get... Daya has some good options. Miyoko, Vile Life has some options. Follow Your Heart does. So it's very easy just to buy the block cheese and make the mozzarella sticks from that. But again, like I said, it, it is really easy to make it yourself as well. I will say that more times than not, we just buy the block cheese when we do this. And I like them when they have a good pepper jack in them. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And then as far as the breading's concerned, well, it, you're just going to follow like a normal recipe like you normally would bread. But instead of regular milk, you would use plant-based milk. And also, we have eliminated the plant-based milk altogether, and we've used aquafaba for breading. And there's our favorite 80s band again, aquafaba. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I forgot about that. And aquafaba, if you're not familiar, if you haven't listened to our aquafaba episode, it is basically bean liquid. So the liquid found in a can of chickpeas is what we use, and it's perfect to use for breading. No doubt. Yep. Next up, we have fried chicken bites or fried chicken, if you will. And instead of the chicken, what we normally use is tofu. And we're going to let you in on a little secret. If you freeze 
your tofu and thaw it two times, it will create a textured result resembling chicken. And the key here is to use soft, which is preferred, or a medium tofu, not firm or extra firm. You want to go softer than that. And then optional, but you can marinate it to give you a little extra flavor burst. And these things are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So good. And you, you will be shocked at how the texture is just absolutely perfect. And the, the key to getting that texture is to freeze your tofu. Do it twice. So you're going to freeze it. You're going to thaw it. Then you're going to put it back in the freezer. And then you can thaw it out again. And you can just leave it in the package it came in. You don't have to take it out of the package and drain it and then put it in a bag and put it in the freezer. No, just throw it in the freezer as it comes. I wonder who originally discovered that. I don't know. Well, I knew that if you froze tofu, it changed the texture. But I can't remember where I discovered that if you do it twice, it even Is this your discovery? enhances it. No. Okay. No, I read somewhere that if you freeze it twice, then you get an even more kind of stringy texture to it that kind of resembles like chicken. And I, this was just so long ago, I, do, I don't even remember. But freezing tofu to alter the texture is definitely something that I've known forever. Even before I went vegan when I was just a vegetarian, um, I learned that trick. And then as far as the breading, like we already talked about with the mozzarella sticks, if you're going to bread the tofu, you can use a plant-based milk or what we like to use a lot is just aquafaba. 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 I believe they were a one-hit wonder with the song Comfort Foods. (laughs) I think you might be right. (laughs) We should write a song. (laughs) I'm learning to play the ukulele. Maybe we can put something together. All right, so, and of course, with the mozzarella sticks and the fried uh, tofu bites, you can fry them, you can put them in the air fryer, which is what we normally do, or you can bake them. So either way, it works with all of it. Next up, we have potato skins as an appetizer, and this is a classic feel-good appetizer. It has all the delicious carbs and cheesiness you may be craving, and you're thinking, how the heck can I make this into a healthier version and it's simple as far as the cheese goes you can substitute your favorite cheese with your favorite vegan cheese ours is violife but so many great options out there or you can make your own if you're feeling adventurous and then a lot of times on potato skins you see bacon and there are so many different vegan versions of bacon and you can find a lot of them in the store. We really like Sweet Earth's vegan bacon. It's super easy and inexpensive to make your own though. So we do recommend making your own. You can make tempeh bacon, coconut bacon, carrot bacon, tofu bacon, rice paper bacon, eggplant bacon. There are so many great options that you can make yourself. And we have recipes for vegan bacon in the podcast bonus library. If you don't have access, you can subscribe to our newsletter and you'll get instant access that you can download. The next category we're going to be talking about are main dishes. So we covered the appetizers. We're on the main dishes now. And we've included some of our favorite comfort foods. And I think it's a lot of people's favorite comfort foods. Yeah, I don't think we are. (laughs) We're not alone here. (laughs) Alone in this one. 
So number one, lasagna. Lasagna. Come on now. Who doesn't like a good lasagna? That is very much a comfort food for a lot of people. So to substitute the cheese in lasagna, there's tofu ricotta that you can make. It's incredibly easy. You can even make a ricotta out of cashews. A lot of people do that as well. And then if you want some melty, stretchy cheese, you can use any of the store-bought vegan shreds. We like Violife, but Daya, follow your heart. A lot of different options out there that you can choose from. Or you can make homemade mozzarella. As far as substituting the protein instead of animal meat, you can use lentils, roasted cauliflower, tempeh, or store-bought beefy crumbles like Beyond Meat, Impossible Burger, uh, Wegmans brand, Gardein, Boca. There's a lot of different beef-style crumbles that you can get to use in lasagna. And as far as the noodles are concerned, most pasta is vegan-friendly. Most pasta you see at the store is absolutely 100% vegan-friendly, but you still want to check just to make sure. And obviously, if they're egg noodles... They're not going to be vegan friendly, but most lasagna noodles that you find are going to be perfectly fine. Next up, we have mac and cheese. Always a favorite. Who doesn't like mac and cheese? That is definitely a comfort food. And as far as the cheese is concerned, whenever we make mac and cheese, we use my cheddar cheese sauce. It's the best. It is. It's so good. It's easy to make, and it's so much healthier than a cheese sauce that you would buy at the store. And... It's made from potatoes and carrots. I mean, what could be healthier than that? And you can find the recipe for the cheese sauce on the Vagology website. So just www.vagology.com and you can access that cheese sauce. It's so, so good. But that's perfect for the mac and cheese. And if you don't want to make it yourself, you can also buy it from the grocery store. I believe Daya has a version and Follow Your Heart might have a version. So there are some store-bought options also. Yeah, for the for mac and cheese. And then you can also, for the cheese, if you don't want to use my recipe, there are a lot of different recipes and ways that you can make vegan cheese sauce. A lot of people use cashews to do it. Or you can use plant-based milk mixed with some tapioca starch and some seasonings and nooch. There's just a lot of different ways that you can do it. But a home run is definitely my recipe. So definitely go to vegology.com and, and download that recipe. The pasta, like I said, most pasta is vegan friendly, uh, but it's also a good idea to double check. And of course, with mac and cheese, baked is our favorite way to enjoy it. Of course. Yeah. So you have a good casserole dish of baked mac and cheese. You sprinkle some breadcrumbs on top. And we like to mix nutritional yeast in with our breadcrumbs. So it gives it that extra kick of cheesiness also. And it's just so, so good. Mac and cheese for the win. I love it. <laughs> Next, we have fettuccine alfredo. Another pasta dish. <laughs> and one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Fettuccine alfredo is so good. But you may be wondering, how the hell do I get that creamy, delicious, decadent sauce? It's super easy. Lots of different ways that you can accomplish this. Our favorite way is to use cauliflower for the alfredo sauce. We've used cashews and cannellini beans to accomplish this as well. Add a little bit of vegan butter, some plant-based milk, and some nooch, and you can work some serious creamy magic. And I like to throw some broccoli in with it. 
Oh, yeah. Roasted broccoli on top of fettuccine alfredo. Oh, yeah. That's the best. So, so good. It's making me hungry. And But our favorite way to make the alfredo sauces is, is to use cauliflower, though. Again, there's different things that you can use to accomplish this. But cauliflower just, I think, works beautifully. And it's so creamy. So creamy. So good. Like, it will blow your mind. Next up, we have chili. Maybe the ultimate comfort food. I know. It's so good. So... The only thing that you really, chili for the most part is vegan friendly, except for if you want to have meat in it, which is totally optional. Most of the time we don't even have a meat substitute in our chili, but if you are just transitioning or trying to reduce your meat intake, there are definitely some alternatives to beef. So you can use those beefy crumbles that we talked about before. Beyond Meat has them, Impossible Burger, Boca. There, there's a lot of different brands that have it that you can buy in the store. Uh, textured vegetable protein is super cheap, usually found in the bulk section. You can also sometimes find packs of it, but it also works great. So chili for the win. Love chili. <laughs> And then lastly, for our main dishes, we have biscuits and gravy. I couldn't exclude this from the vegan comfort food. This is absolutely one of your favorites. It is, 100%. Biscuits and that white country gravy. Oh, it's so good. So the gravy is made with plant-based milk. And the biscuits are made with plant-based milk and vegan butter. So that's the only thing that you're substituting out. It is absolutely possible and easy to make biscuits and gravy vegan and of course with the gravy when you're using plant-based milk you could just make a roux and then add the plant-based milk and then some salt and some pepper and it's just super easy you can add a little bit of nutritional yeast if you want to as well but i think it's just good to just keep it simple it doesn't need to be complicated and um, you can make the biscuits just as fluffy and flaky and wonderful as you want, just using the plant-based milk and, and the vegan butter, substituting the dairy. So good. So good. <laughs> Next, we have our soup category. And first up, we have potato soup, of course. That is a comfort food. Yes. And potato soup is really easy. Normally, I know growing up, my dad would make potato soup and he would put heavy cream in it and it just was dairy-laden and not that healthy. Now, it is really easy to make a healthier version of potato soup and just as satisfying. So for the creaminess, you can use pureed potatoes. So you could cook your potatoes, set some aside, put them in the blender, puree them, and then add it back into the mix, um, into the cook soup. And it makes like, it thickens it and makes it super creamy. Plant-based milk, you can make a roux. You can add some cornstarch mixed in with some water to thicken it a little bit. And you can also use cashew cream. So there's a lot of ways that you can make potato soup super creamy. And super delicious. I know. So I like leaving a little bit of chunks in my potato soup. So I think more often than not, we will just puree a portion of the potatoes that we cook and add it back in and it makes it super creamy and healthy. We're not using any heavy creams or butters or, you know, we're not making a roux, which contains like a vegan butter and and flour. So we try to keep it as healthy as possible and still 
get to that creaminess, that cream factor that you want. The comfort zone. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's very appropriate. <laughs> Next soup, chicken and dumplings. And we just had this a little bit ago. We did. So for the chicken, what we normally use is soy curls. Butler soy curls. We've talked about them in the past. They are so good and they're, they're great in this recipe. You can also use, I think there's a lot of different brands that have like chicken style strips or just chicken style. You can cut up like a Gardein scallopini or, you know, there, there's a lot of different things that you can get in the store to substitute as chicken. Uh, or you can leave that out entirely. As far as the creaminess is concerned, of course, you can make a roux which is like a olive oil and flour or vegan butter and flour uh, mixture to thicken the soup. You could use cornstarch uh, and plant-based milk. You can use a cashew cream. So lots of different ways to add that, that creaminess factor to the vegan version of chickens and dumpling. And then dumplings, of course, are simple ingredients. There's only like a couple ingredients in it. And the only thing that you need to swap out would be the dairy milk. So you just use the plant-based milk. We always use almond milk for it. But the dumplings are super easy to make to throw in the soup. Another wonderful comfort soup is the broccoli and cheese. Yes. So good. So broccoli and cheese soup for the cheesy flavor. You're going to use plant-based milk and you're going to add a little bit of nutritional yeast in there. Now, nutritional yeast is really the superstar here. It's going to give you that nutty cheesy flavor to the soup. And then to thicken it, you're just going to use, again, like a cashew cream cornstarch you can create a roux uh, you can also use cooked potatoes or cauliflower puree that and then add it to the soup to thicken it so you can always do that as well and plus you're giving it a little nutrition boost if you do that bonus i know so broccoli and cheese soup is really easy to make into a vegan version now on to desserts Yes, and this first one might not interest too many people because I found that most people do not like cheesecake. False, false, sir. False. Cheesecake is wonderful (laughs) just because you don't like it. It has to be on this list. So cheesecake is really easy to veganize. So you can use vegan cream cheese that can be found in the store. A couple of our favorite brands would be Kite Hill, Tofuti, Daya. There's a lot of different versions. You can also do it DIY style. So you can use cashews or tofu to make a vegan cream cheese. There's a lot of different ways that you can do it, but most of the time we will use cashews or tofu. And then once you have your cream cheese, just adding lemon, sugar, vanilla, a little bit of cornstarch, and you can make a delicious, creamy, wonderful cheesecake. I will take your word for it. Yeah. But it is not hard. It's not hard to make a cheesecake that tastes really good, really creamy, and flavorful. And it's vegan friendly. And I will say, even though I don't like cheesecake, whenever I try this, I can attest that it tastes like real cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Next, we have ice cream. So there's a lot of different brands out there. That you can find in the store. I mean, so many now. Uh, It's hard to keep up. So Ben & Jerry's, Haagen-Dazs, So Delicious, Nadamu are some of our favorites. So go to town, try them. Or you can DIY it and some 
base ingredients that you can use for the ice cream would be bananas, cashews, coconut milk, and then freeze it. There are so many different ways that you can you can make your own vegan ice cream. And if you're overwhelmed by the amount of vegan ice creams on the shelf at your local grocer, you can reference one of our previous episodes where we did a taste testing of a lot of the popular brands. Yes, and oh, that was fun. That was fun. We need to do another taste test. But the taste testing, the ice cream, definitely check out that episode. And then lastly in our dessert category, we have cake and cupcakes. So for dairy, you're going to replace the dairy for plant-based milk, non-dairy butter for the icing. Those are the two items that you'll need to substitute. As far as eggs go, you can substitute it with banana, applesauce, tofu for the moisture. Or for leavening, um, you want to look at, there's a couple different brands. You can use Energy, Neat, Follow Your Heart Vegan Egg. Or you can use Just Egg. Those are just a few egg replacers that you can uh, buy in the store. That would be good. Or you can DIY it and just use a mixture of baking soda and vinegar or a mixture of oil and baking powder uh, in order to create that that leavening factor. But really, eggs are 100% not needed in baking. And a lot of people who just start trying to eliminate eggs, really this blows their mind. It really does. Because it's amazing how many people think that you absolutely have to have eggs when you're baking, and, and you don't. There's so many different ways that you can get around that. So you can have your cake and eat it too. Wow. Did you think of that? <laughs> I did. <laughs> did you, did you it's create, all me. You created that saying? It's all me. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, people. <laughs> And there you have it. That's our vegan comfort foods. And so see, creating your favorite comfort foods into satisfying vegan versions is absolutely possible. And this is just a sampling of what you can do. So in our free vegan swaps video series, which we've talked about before, we go into all of this further with a lot more detail, a lot more tips and swaps for meat dairy, and eggs. There's also a Facebook group that you can join and connect with us and others as we go through each video. It's a place where you can ask questions and even share your own tips. And the first video is going to be released on February 20th. And how much does that all cost? Nothing! It's free, people. Come on. You know us. (laughs) You know us. So you will pay absolutely nothing for this. It's free. Go register. You're going to learn a lot. And this is especially good if you are just trying to transition, if you want to eliminate or just reduce your dairy and meat intake. This is 100% for you. It's a lot of good stuff, my friends. You absolutely don't want to miss this. So to register for the free chaining, click on the link in the show notes for this episode It'll also be in the Vagology newsletter hitting inboxes on Thursday, which is the 20th, which is the day that the first video will be released. And we will send out reminder emails before Thursday, which also includes the link. So you definitely don't want to miss this. So make sure that you do register for the video training. This is definitely going to be some exciting stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we're really excited to share this with you. We worked hard on this and to pack as much useful information as possible. And we split it up into three different videos so that way it's not overwhelming to you. And then after each video, we're going to be in the Facebook group, connecting with you, answering any questions that you might have. So we'll have like a couple days in between each video release so that way we can support you and answer any of your questions. I cannot wait. I know. And again, February 20th is the first video that's going to be released. So register now. It's coming up this week. We hope you got a lot out of this episode and we hope that you register for the video series because it's, again, it's going to expand on what we talked about in this episode. And if you like this episode, please share it and give us a good review. It helps us reach out more to more people and we would just really appreciate it. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. All right. We hope you have a great week and we will chat with you in the next episode. Peace Peace and and love. love.